Leviticus, the ninth chapter and the 23rd verse. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all of the people. And there came a fire out from the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. I want to talk to you for a little while from a very odd title, and that would be The Wood and the Lamb. The Wood and the Lamb. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for a demonstration in your spirit thus far. We know you're not through, but there is more that you have designed and desired to do in this house. I'm asking you, God, that we open our hearts to receive it. That the word would become seed and rooted in our lives. That when we walk out the door, we will be forever changed. Let every heart, as well as every visitor, have a conviction of your spirit and a revelation of your truth that would apply specifically to them. As it were, if the shoe fits, help us to wear it. Let your word be real in us. In the name of Jesus Christ, everybody say amen. Amen. Shake someone's hand as you're sitting down. Amen. This passage that I have read to you was the demonstration as well as the beginning of the law of the burnt offering. And it unfolds as we look at it in Leviticus, the sixth chapter and the eighth verse. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and command his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night and to the morning. And the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. God was telling Moses that in our text that I will start the fire. For the fire came down from the Lord and consumed the offering. God was saying to Moses, I will start the fire, but it's your responsibility to keep the fire burning. 
This is not an option. This is not just when it's convenient. It's not when you want it and then when you don't want it. It's a law. It must say a law. That you put it in front of the people that they will know that I am God, not part-time, but I'm an all-time God. God's saying, I will start the fire, but you are responsible to keep the fire burning. You might ask, why are we so demonstrative when we come to church? I'll tell you why. We're just keeping the fire burning. <laughs> we want to make sure that somehow we can get ourselves out of the way so that he can show up and do a work among us. But he says, you've got to keep it running. You've got to keep it flowing. You've got to keep the fire burning. You need to keep putting wood on the altar. He says, present this to the people, Moses, and command Aaron and tell him and his sons that it's a law that they put it in front of the people so that they will know I'm not just a part-time God and I'm not just a sometimes God, but night and day it shall be burning. So make sure they understand that I'm always a God on time and as well an all-time God. This altar, let's talk about it for a little bit. This altar is built very methodically by Moses. The first thing you have to understand about it was that he would gather the stones and he would build the altar out of stones. One upon the other. And this was for a specific purpose. Simply because that there is no sacrifice could be effective if it wasn't built upon a solid foundation. This is why he wanted them to build this altar out of stone. The altar had to have a solid foundation. Peter begins to unfold this realization when he continues his message to the leaders of the Jews. He shows us in the New Testament how important this is when he says in Acts 4.11, This is the stone which was set at naught of your builders, of you builders rather, which has become the head of the corner. Let me read that in the ESV version. It says, This Jesus... This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you. You, the ones that built it, are the ones that have rejected it. You were the builders and you were the keepers of the stone, but you let the fire go out. And Jesus was the reason for the altar. Jesus was the reason for what they had built and they didn't even know who he was. The altar was symbolic of you need to build this so that your Christ can get on the altar and become the ultimate lamb slain before the foundations of the earth. earth. That every sacrifice that was to be made was to be made upon him. 
Listen to me today. We don't have church so that we can come and make sacrifices to the church. We don't come so that we can make sacrifices to others and friends and family. We don't go to church because of what we're doing for other people. We go to church for what we're doing for our Christ. And every day we make a sacrifice. Every time we make a sacrifice monetarily. And every time we make a sacrifice by uh, financial sacrifices and those things. That he is simply saying that when you give, don't just give to the church. Give to a cause that goes, goes way beyond the church. And that is to give to a Christ sacrifice his life for you and unless that foundation is built then it's not on built upon the foundation of the apostles and upon the foundation of the truth sacrifices are always built on stone hear me out now Jesus Christ is what we build the house on. It's interesting because just in the last few months, we've had a great influx of new people and new converts coming to this church. And they're coming because they're looking for something that has some form of foundation. Because they're looking for something, Brother Gozandi. <laughs> They're looking for something that they can say, this is the real deal. People are tired of just church and religion and just going through the motion and feeling good for the day, but still are hanging on to all their problems throughout the week. They're looking for a Savior that says, listen, I have an addiction, but I haven't had a church like this church that is built upon the foundation, Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. And now I am finding that the things that I'm dealing with, I'm being delivered of. They're looking for a place they can come and say, I'm not just coming to a church, I'm coming to a Christ that I can put my life on this Christ every sacrifice I make is because I'm giving it to him and not to anyone else I'm not giving it to the preacher I'm not giving it to the church I'm not giving it to the people I'm giving it to him amen so it was built upon stone. The sacrifice was going to be placed upon an altar that was methodically built with stone. But the second thing that's interesting was wood would then be placed upon the altar. Wood was placed on the altar, which is a type of mankind. Wood grows out of the earth just as God took Adam out of the earth. And even Jeremiah affirms this when he says in Jeremiah 17, 7, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree. I must say wood. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit why because the tree is planted by the water i am that tree you are that tree that tree wood 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 
is, is a reference to uh, mankind. <laughs> and this wood is now being placed on the altar. But the next thing you need to understand, while they build the altar out of stone, and then they put the wood on the altar, they're waiting now for the sacrifice. Now it's time for the lamb. And when they put that lamb on the altar, you've got the stone, you've got the wood, and you've got the lamb. And that's where John then looks at Jesus and says, the lamb of God who's going to take away the sins of the world. Now what you have is a foundation. The second thing you have is me and you. And the third is you have Jesus Christ. All built into this altar. That's why Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the wood. In John 15, 5, he says that I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. He's showing us now that the wood and the lamb are on the altar. That the wood and the lamb are inseparable when they are consumed by the fire. Oh, i got to talk to somebody about this. Amen. Because he's saying now that it's inseparable. When the fire of God comes, it's going to consume everything in you. Uh, I, I want to talk about having church like Pentecostal people have church. Amen. I want to talk about maybe there's some things in your life that you are here not by accident, but you're by divine appointment because God wants to consume some things in your life. And you need to crawl up on the altar with the Lamb and say, I'm ready to be crucified with the Lamb of God. Oh, there's not a problem with the Lord. He's just waiting on you. He's waiting on me to step in and say it's my time that I've got some things in my life that I need to get rid of. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. That he's looking for someone that is saying, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to give myself to this because I know if I can ever get on that altar, I'm a tree. I'm a branch. I'm wood. I need to be cut down and put on an altar. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody stand to your feet and give your hands to the Lord and a clap offering of praise. It's about time some things be placed on this altar and consumed in us. I need a foundation. I need the rock of all ages. I need them to crawl up on it and die with the Lamb of Jesus Christ. <laughs> die. Consumed. I said this this morning in my class. I said, the problem with a living sacrifice. It always wants to crawl off of the altar. Uh, church is really not church until we're willing to sacrifice. We like preaching. We enjoy hearing pastor preach. But make sure you don't get on the things I love. 
As long as I don't have to change, I'm going to keep going to that church. As long as I don't have to commit and it becomes casual, I'll keep going to that church. Oh, help me somebody. Some of you leaving up me up here by myself. Help me now. Amen. I don't want to leave on a gurney now. I want to. I need some help. I'm breathing hard. I need somebody to say amen in a while. So I don't have to say a word every empty space. Then you can just kind of fill that up so I can at least make it through this message. Needs to be consumed. Needs to be consumed. I enjoy going to church that I feel the convicting power of the master's hand upon my life. I enjoy that. The reason I do is because I know that there's a change getting ready to happen. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You're still dealing with drugs and still fighting the fight of those addictions. But maybe today is your day. If I could just get you to cut some things down in your life and take that wood and put it on the altar, today is the day that you can be absolutely 100% unequivocally delivered from those things. I can go on and on and on and name a whole lot of things that some of us need to be delivered from. Depression, anxiety. I can talk about broken marriages. I can talk about insecurities. I can go on and on and on. But today is the day that the master has walked into this house and he's just waiting for you to be committed and say, I will do this thing for this is the day that the Lord hath made and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. This is my day. 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 Hallelujah. This is my day. This is my day. I know there's some things in my life I need the fire of God to purge out of me. Hallelujah. I just went for through, for, through a few days of our marriage conference we had a time around here 55 couples that was at that conference and I don't know how to tell you brother sister Hawks and sister Sharon we you guys are off the chain brother Hawks Mike and Sharon did a fantastic job but I'll tell you, some of you are looking for God to heal your marriage. Where was you at yesterday? Sounds like I got a little judgmental bird over there too. Like, what were you all at, Pastor? <laughs> you let me ask that question, Brother Brent. But see, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's like when you go into a department store. I'm going to share this that I shared with my class this morning. When you go into a department store and you buy $100 worth of merchandise and you put a dollar down on the counter. You walk up, you're ready to pay, and they look at you and say, I'm sorry, sir, or I'm sorry, ma'am. That's not enough money to buy and purchase the merchandise that you have selected. 
And it's interesting to me is that so many people want the blessing. But they're only willing to put a dollar down for the $100 blessing. You want God to do some things. You got to crawl up on that altar yourself and say, I'm all in. I'm going to give God everything that I have. And so I'm ready to get on that altar to repair every broken place in my life. That I'm ready to do this thing because I know that what I've tried to do in myself, I have not been able to accomplish that. But in Christ, I can do all things. Amen. I'm breathing heavy, but I'm all right. Now let me get to my title. The wood and the lamb. Here's really what I want to talk about today. The wood and the lamb. Jesus crawled up on the cross. The Bible says, no man taketh my life from me, but I, what? Lay it down. He gets on the cross. The wood. Wooden cross. He crawls up on the cross. And he's showing us how that he is going to die While he's laying on the wood in the Old Testament metaphorically as a lamb, this day he's going to be the ultimate lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. And he gets on that wooden cross and says, I'm going to die with this wood. Really what he's trying to tell us is that he's getting on that cross to die with, not just for, with you. We often say for us. Yes, it was for us. But I'm going to tell you, until it becomes with us, we have never invested in the altar. But when we die with Christ, come on somebody, help me now. That's why he says, pick up your cross. Why? Because your cross is your wood. And that wood needs to be taken to the altar. Amen. He said, you got some things in your life that you need to cut down. Put it in the ground. Crawl up on it and die on that wood. Mm. He didn't just come to die for us, but he also came to die with us. So that our sins can be consumed by the fire, which is the power of the gift of God's Spirit, which is the gift of the Holy Ghost dwelling in you. But here's how it works. It's that when the fire consumes you, 
And the Spirit of God gets all over you. And when you have an encounter with God in a way that it purges out all of the things that don't belong in your life and the sin that is in your life, and it purges it out, then he goes on. Let me get up to my notes and, and read this to you. Then it goes into uh, Leviticus, the sixth chapter, and the tenth verse. Watch this. And the priest shall put on his linen garment, and his linen breeches shall he put upon his flesh, and take up the ashes which the fire hath consumed with a burnt offering on the altar and he shall put them beside the altar let's talk about the ashes for a minute some of you have a past that you pray nobody else finds out about it but when you took it to the altar that past was cut off. And now that the fire has consumed the wood and the lamb, it all becomes ashes. Here's the problem. Some of you are still trying to separate your past out of the ashes. And you're trying to figure out what parts the wood and what part's the lamb? When the Lord says, hey, listen, I already consumed those things. Why are you going back looking for them and picking at it when there should be an absolute destruction of those things in your life? Hmm. See, it's sometimes... We have a hard time dealing with our past. I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, let me tell you a little bit about my past. And after they start, I say, listen, I, I don't need to hear no more. Because um, if you go to jail, I don't want to go to jail with you. <laughs> you, just, you just keep all your secrets to yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to be an accomplice just because you're, you did some things in your past. I, I don't even know none of that. And the less I know, the better it is to be consumed. Are you hearing me? But it seems like when that past is consumed and it's all bundled up in the ashes. The Lord is simply saying that it's time for you to let those things go. And quit picking through the past. Because your past, your past, if you're not willing to let it go, will haunt your future. But if you're willing to let it go, your past can become your future, not destroy your future. That's why it says in the next verse, in the 11th verse, and he shall put off his garment and put on another garment after he has pushed the ashes to the side and carry forth the ashes without the camp into a clean place. Meaning your past is your future, which is inseparable from the Lamb. Your past is your future. 
It's not there to destroy your future. That's already been consumed. But it's there as ashes to represent what you once were. But now I have been made clean. I have come out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's showing us that, yeah, you can change. And with his power and his anointing and with his fire, you can become a new person in Christ Jesus. And then when you look at the ashes, you say, this is what I once was, but I'm no longer. I used to deal, but I don't any longer. I used to have depression, but God delivered me. I used to do these things, but those things have no interest in my life. And you take those ashes and you show people, look, it's a clean place. A clean place. A clean place. It's a place that I can talk about it now. Because if God can do this for me, I said if God can do this for me, that this God can also do it for you. It's your testimony to let the world know that Jesus is still working miracles in those that are willing to crawl up on the altar and be the wood that is sacrificed with the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but there's somebody in this place that needs a delivering hand of God upon their life. And this is your time and this is your moment. This is where God is speaking to you directly and saying, all I need from you is to crawl up on that altar. All I need for you to do is to carry your cross down to that altar, lay down on it, and die with the Lamb. Pick up your cross. Why? Why? So that you can be consumed. To which Paul writes, then you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Lamb, I have made a vow to the Lord that I'm not going to just have church just so that we can have all of our little Pentecostal cronies coming together and do church for all those that have been going to church most of their lives or been in the church 20, 30 years. I have, I've made a vow to God that I'm looking to build altars, Lord, in this church. I'm looking to build life-changing places for people. I, I want to be like you, Lord. I want to be a friend to sinners. I don't want to just have church for Rob Bibb. I, I want to have church for every person that walks in that door so that when they walk in here, they'll realize that we're not the ones that can save you and this church is not the one that can save you, but there's a Christ in this place right now that died for you and through that death, he says, now I've got the fire that wants to come from that Calvary, from that place of death where it will consume your sin. As we stand here today, if you believe that pastor has been speaking directly to you, 
I would not even hesitate. I wouldn't even think about it. I would do my level best to get out from where you are and run down this aisle as quick as you can and say, God, this is the day for me that I can build myself on this altar and there's some things I know are going to be consumed and completely put asunder. I've been dealing with something for the last three years, but it's time for it to be completely purged out of my life. I don't know what it is. If you have a problem with depression, if you have a problem with a temper, it doesn't matter what it is. Just bring it down here. Crawl up on that altar and say, I'm ready to be the wood that will then be partnered with the sacrifice.